Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years in the NFL. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you of course can see the helmets of the teams I played for and the game balls. No big deal. We are presented by DraftKings. Love them. Love those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Already recorded and posted today's Ross Tucker football podcast with my thoughts and everything that happened in the NFL yesterday in 30 minutes or less to get you up to date. This show is all about really looking forward and looking at the biggest college football games for the weekend and deciding who are the top prospects that we need to watch during the game and what's the spread. And what does Emory think is going to happen? Emory nailed a bunch last week. I didn't agree with going and laying that many points with Michigan. Ended up cashing. Emory, of course, is Emory Hunt. At F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Football Game Plan on YouTube. You can always check out the draft guide. Just sign up for that now. Just get it out of the way so you know as soon as it's ready, you'll get the greatest draft guide ever created. Because there's a lot of guys making noise in the NFL that people don't know about. Caleb Huntley from Ball State doing doing work for the Falcons. I called a couple of his games. Footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And Emory, before we get into some of these games, you know, something happened last night. I got to get your thoughts on. Wisconsin fired their head coach, Paul Christ. I got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm like confused. Let me, let me read to you Paul Christ since he's been at Wisconsin, okay? 10-3 and three won the Holiday Bowl. 11-3 won the Cotton Bowl, which is a, what they call it a New Year's Six. 13 and 1 won the Orange Bowl, New Year's 6. Then he had a down year, 8 and 5 in 2018. 
won the pinstripe bowl. Then they bounce back 10 and four, lose the Rose Bowl. That was to Justin Herbert, right? That awesome game? Yeah, exactly. Okay. 2020 was the COVID year. Four and three, and they won the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Last year, 21, nine and four, won the Las Vegas Bowl. So far this year, it's not been good. Two and three, and they fire him. I'm like stunned by this, Emery. Like stunned. This is the type of thing where, you know, they had so much stability in that program. You knew what you were getting from Wisconsin. They're always good. I mean, he hasn't had a bad year yet. Um, he's had one down year, I would say, maybe. You know, he's only had two years that they didn't win double-digit games. I mean, this is nuts. This is They have a chance to really take a big step back now. Right. For me, I look at Wisconsin how I view the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you go from a Barry Alvarez to, you know, a Paul Christ, right? A great coach. And it's, you're watching this program, like you say, consistency. Or you go from Brett Bielema to Paul Chris. So you, you're you're having success, follow success. And it's so stable. And folks may feel like Wisconsin, you can only be 13-1 and one at best. Because at the end of the day, you, you're going to have to play Ohio State in a championship game, in a Big Ten championship game. And you hope that you can beat Ohio State one of these years, right? Or you know, um, someone like that. But the stability of the program, knowing how good you are consistently, knowing that you're going to get your pick of the offensive lineman that you want, your defensive line is going to be good as a byproduct. You tend to get at least two to three of the top backs in the country, and you're always in ball games, and you're always going to have a shot. So I, I don't I don't know why you get rid of Paul Chris. When they when I saw the news, I'm expecting okay, well maybe he got caught gambling, buying this, buying that, because there has to be some overarching reason why you get rid of Paul Chris, who's one of the best coaches uh, in college football at one of the you know more stable programs. For me, is just is dumbfounded. So, and if you're what what they never understand is that when you are on the other side of it, um, let's say you're on the outside looking in. And you see that move happen. If you're a coach, you're thinking, well, damn, if Wisconsin did that to him with that record, why would I want to go coach at Wisconsin? It's almost like Wisconsin is operating as if they are one of these Southern coaching, uh, you know, collegiate programs that want to fire coaches because they, they're mad, like Texas or Texas A&M with these big oil boosters are saying like, all right, we'll pay the $86 million buyout to get rid of this guy. Cause we want to win. Cause we lost to, to app state. Wisconsin doesn't do that. So it, it makes you wonder why. And when, with this happen, who's going to want to go and coach at, at Wisconsin. That's a really good point. Really good. Like what are the expectations for this AD? What is he expecting you to, to get done at Wisconsin, if you're going to fire Paul Chris, at least give him the rest of the year to see if they turn it around, right? Like I, I am may I think maybe that maybe the new uh, the AD wants Jim Leonard to be the guy and is giving him the chance to turn it around this year. I, I don't know what 
is going on there. But I thought that was something interesting we need to discuss. I also thought one thing I saw you talking about on Twitter at FBall Game Plan that people talk about a lot is there's a lot of Giants fans out there that want to trade Saquon Barkley. A lot of people out there that will say never take a running back high. It's interesting because I guess I would like to ask those people what the Giants' record would be this year without Saquon Barkley. And think about it. Because the initial tweet that you're talking about said the Giants had, at one point, had Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon on the same team. And they they had two of the most explosive game breakers on offense in the game. On their offense, they ran off Odell Beckham Jr. because – and I put in a tweet because of feelings. Like, they didn't like how he acted on the sideline when he was just frustrated with himself. And they ran him off. And now they're trying to run off Saquon Barkley entertaining. And this is all, you know, Twitter conversations and, you know, media speculation. Trying to run off Saquon Barkley because of positional value. Like, are you going to run off two game breakers and then wonder why you can't score points? Think about this. They are still trying to replace Odell Beckham Jr., you know, and if you get rid of Saquon, well, you don't want to pay a running back. You don't want to draft. They shouldn't have, they were wrong when they drafted him number two overall. Like, no, they were not wrong for drafting him number two overall. The the smart play, and again, I, I have the video that that proves that I'm telling the truth and when I'm saying this and I'm not lying. When people were asking me who to go, uh, the Browns had the first and fourth pick. Asked me what I would do. I was like, I'm taking Saquon number one because I know I can get the best quarterback in the draft at number four. That year, everybody was talking about Darnold, Mayfield, Rosen. I'm like, I'm going to take Saquon at one and Lamar at four, and I'm going to lead the league in rushing for the next decade. People thought I was nuts. So now you look at the Giants, who had a chance to really double back into the first round and make that happen and get Lamar Jackson to pair up with uh, Saquon Barkley. And what people don't get is do you draft the running back in the first round? People think it's a black and white answer, like yes or no. The the real answer is it depends. If I told you that I have a chance to get Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, Marshall Falk, Saquon Barkley, I am not going to wait until round two to get Emory Hunt because I can get him 12 carries in the game and throw him three swing routes, and that's enough production I only need out the running back position. No, you take those running backs when you can early. And the trip part is when you get those guys that are those type of backs, those legit game breakers, your Derrick Henrys and all those guys, even Derrick Henry was drafted in the second round, I believe. In redrafts, all of these guys are going in the first round. But if you take those game breakers that have just as much of an opportunity to go 80 on a, any given play, like a receiver could, you know, you want that guy because it changes how you defend. It changes everything. Think about how you are defensively when you have someone that has a potential of going 80 or 70 yards on any given carry. You can't play these guys like you would just your average back. So, no, you don't take any running back in the first round, but you take game breakers. And people had a hard time understanding what a game breaker is. And if you have a hard time understanding what a game breaker is while watching Saquon Barkley, then you just don't know what you're talking about. So I don't care about positional value. I'm off the mindset. Give me all the best players. 
give me all the game breakers and let me go play. You out there with with Mr. Average running back on your team, I'm out there with Saquon Barkley. I'm going to beat your face in 10 times out of 10 because I got the better player. Thought it was interesting too, um, Emery. It sounds like University of New Orleans might uh, might add a football program. I bet you're yeah. you're loving that. It's that that uh, university is about a mile and a half from where I grew up, right? So it's in the lakefront area of New Orleans, um, which is unique, right? We always said if UNO had a football team, game over, right? Because you had so much high school talent in New Orleans, and New Orleans is very similar to that of New York City in a sense that people love, live, and die by New Orleans, and they would not leave it if they had an opportunity. And some people will say, well, what about Tulane? Yeah, Tulane is great. Fantastic program in New Orleans. Tulane is like an Ivy League school. You have to get into Tulane. This is a public university that's very similar to that of your Georgia States, your Charlottes, your UTSAs. So it's it has potential to be a huge um, university. Pre-Katrina, they were at 16,000 students. Right now, they're at 8,000. Obviously, adding football, you're going to bump that up. But now you put them in this. They're already in the Southland Conference. Now you're talking about UNO, Nichols, Southeastern Louisiana, McNeese, um, Northwestern State, all in the state, you know, of, of Louisiana and New Orleans. And with the, I don't know if you saw the article or the picture of the stadium rendering is gorgeous. They're going to put it right on the lake. Um, and they're using that to attract not only the football program, but also minor or uh, major league soccer. And they're going to host a lot of different other events. Now the, the cool part is when you have football, we know this Ross, it adds to the enrollment of the school. That's the best way the studies. I read the, the feasibility feasibility study it said every one student athlete, you're going to get two enrollments from non-student athletes. And we know this. People always ask about a school. Do they have a football team? No matter what program it is. And so I love it. And they already, they said they're going to have the students vote on November 9th. I think it's just a formality because they're already out there tweeting out pictures of the UNO privateers helmet. So I feel like they are, they've made this decision already. Um, and they're going to roll with it, which puts what 13, I believe, Division One programs in the state of Louisiana with two Division Three. Uh, well, one is Division Two, Louisiana College, which moved up from NEIA to D three, and so they're they're now I think D two or the NEIA, and Centenary, which is a basketball school in North Louisiana in Shreveport, they're starting football in twenty twenty four. So, listen, one of the best states to have football, and New Orleans adding a football team should put. Uh, Southern Miss on notice should put the other teams in the state like Nichols and Southeast Louisiana on notice because now they're going to be all competing for that same New Orleans population. Love it. Uh, I love when college programs add football. I love this sling TV, Emery. Listen, I know you love watching live TV. I do as well. You know, you can get the TV you love for a price you'll actually love. Thanks to our friends at Sling TV, the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. Forget all of the high prices, the endless contracts. Plus, you can get NFL Red Zone 
available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. It's easy to set up, easy to use. You can try it for half off. That's the key. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price, $46. Now it's only $23. Think about that. You get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns the rest of the season at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Emery, I'm signing up for your thoughts on the best prospects in the SEC battle between Tennessee and LSU. Yeah, for Tennessee, you look at Darnell Wright, the offensive lineman, plays left tackle for them. Um, I like him in the run game. I think once he's engaged with a defender, he does a fantastic job in, in staying locked on. He's a bit of a waist bender, which means he tends to lunge and, and reach over and leaves himself susceptible to guys that are twitchy because he's in a bad position football-wise. Um, but overall, I do like him in a run game, and he's going to have his hands full, man, because we know LSU brings – Ali Gay on one side, or they'll flip it and have B.J. Ojolari. Uh, um, yeah, um, so I feel like this is a great matchup for him to showcase what he can do uh, on a grander scale. And for LSU, Makai Gardner, the former Louisiana Raging Cajun corner, is a physical presence, and he's been playing really well at LSU. And Kayshawn Booty is interesting because you, I'm not a body language expert, Ross, but my goodness – his body language just kind of makes you wonder if NFL scouts are noticing this because he is super frustrated all throughout the game. Now, granted, you have a right to be frustrated. The passing game is pedestrian. It's more efficient and more of a complement to the run game, which is, you know, 75% Jaden Daniels running. But the, the passing game is a, is a big of an issue, a bit of an issue for LSU because you have protection issues, and guys are just not getting open or Daniels just doesn't feel like he has the time to get to, you know, guys in the passing game in the route tree. So I understand the frustration, but it just looks bad out there when you're pouting and you're showing up your, your quarterback or just showing your frustration and you're not want to talk. I feel like he came into this, this year as a first round type pick. He still may end up in the first round, but I don't know what your thoughts are on Ross, but that looks, it looks bad when you see it on TV. Well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about NFL scouts going to Army to check out Andre Carter against UTSA. That's why they go to the games. I mean, they go to the games to see the guy in person, physically, but then also to see his interactions, his body language. Does he come out before the game and do extra stuff to prepare? When they're watching him on the sideline and he's frustrated, does he take coaching? It's a really bad look for Keishon Butte because the scouts are – they got binoculars on him to see what his behavior is because there's a lot of that stuff you can't see on the coaching tape because it just goes play, 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 play. So um, I think that's a really good point. What about um, – Emery, Tennessee is laying three in this game. Your boy Hendon Hooker. What are you going to do there? 
spotted laying three. I thought this line was going to be at eight or something like that. You know why it's three, Ross? LSU's defense might be the best defense in the SEC. No one wants to talk about that, but someone on this show um, was bringing that up back in April with all these transfers he brought in and knew, and, and, and knew that the defense was going to be good. Problem is, Tennessee's offense is excellent, so I don't know if LSU can compete, but something's got to give. That three is the perfect number. So I would say lay the points with Tennessee um, because if it was anything over three, I think this game is going to be a lot like what we saw LSU-Auburn look like, even though Tennessee is a much better offense. But LSU's offense, you don't know which offense is going to show up or how productive they're going to be. But I know that defense will, and three points is just enough. So if you can get it at three, take it at three. Got it. Um, What about – TCU and Kansas, a couple of programs that are on fire to start the year. Yeah, this is going to be a fun game, man. I think a big reason why TCU is playing phenomenal ball right now, quarterback Max Duggan, uh, they're getting the most out of him, man. And he kind of reminds me a lot of this year's version of Skylar Thompson. He's he's a great athlete. He's making great decisions with the football, and he's maximizing these offensive possessions that they have. So TCU's defense is playing lights out, but Duggan is doing – wonders uh back there at the quarterback position i think he's really breaking out this year so this is going to be a great matchup and on on the other side you have malcolm lee the defensive end from kansas who can really bring it he's twitched up athlete and uh will be a nuisance will find his way into the backfield i love how they utilize him uh within their defense and the other quarterback jalen daniels who's a junior i mean this dude just has a smooth stroke with how he throws a football uh he's another one of these top tier athletes that can take off and run but you talk about why Kansas is undefeated. He is a big reason why. He's a plus one guy uh, out there on the field. And so I think the way he's playing, you could see him get some Heisman Trophy consideration if they continue to win, if they win this game and start to generate some more buzz. But you may even talk about someone like him possibly entering the draft early if things continue to go uh, the way he's, you know, he's progressing, especially – and I'm not putting this out there in the atmosphere, Ross. I'm just trying to, you know, read the tea leaves. But if Wisconsin just fired their their head coach and Kansas is out here doing unbelievable things they hadn't done since 09, and Lance Leipold is someone that's, whose name is constantly mentioned for this Wisconsin job because he went to Wisconsin-Whitewater, if I'm Jalen Daniels and I see all this movement and chaos, either I, A, go to Wisconsin or B, Go to the NFL. Strike while the iron's hot. So he's a name to watch. I'm not saying that all of this is going on or will happen, but just throwing it out there. Ooh, I didn't even think about that, Emery. Do you think Wisconsin made this move now because they want Leipold to come back to Wisconsin? Think about it, man. He's he's He has done it at Whitewater. He's done it at Buffalo. He's doing it right now at Kansas. Everyone's talking his name. The fans in Wisconsin love the Leipold name. And maybe Leonard understands that he is best as a D.C. uh, at Wisconsin. And maybe he doesn't even want to be the head coach of Wisconsin. So, yes, this is something that could be potentially in play. If you're Kansas, it's it's great. You either either you become the University of Kansas lipos or you just got to see him go off and and leave. You know what I'm saying? So either you're going to drop a huge amount of money and give him all the wheat and corn in Kansas he can ask for or – he leaves and goes and become a badger. Wow. All right. So in this game, TCU is laying six and a half on the road at Kansas, Emory. 
they felt that we, we we saw this tried to be a trap last weekend with Iowa State at plus three and a half going into uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, minus three and a half. Iowa State was a favorite going in, favorite going into Kansas. This is too many points. I don't care if TCU is playing great. Kansas is on fire right now. They're they're America's team. You know, Kansas right now is number one in my America's team power rankings. And so you you got to ride the wave and, and go with the vibes here, man. Take Kansas in the points. All right, I will do that. Thank you. What about, uh, last but not least, Bama is laying 24 against Texas A&M. But let's start with some of the guys you'll be watching. Wide receiver Jalen Preston, uh, 6'2", 220. I feel like he's he's going to, when I go and grade him for his evaluation, I feel like I'm going to like him more so as a big inside receiver or a big slot. I feel like he can play well inside, bang inside, does a great job of, making things happen after the catch. He's a physical presence. Some may see him as an X. I just like that inside receiver role where you're tightly aligned to the line of scrimmage. You can essentially be that X, but also essentially be a big slot. So I like his ability there. And Henry Toto, uh, the linebacker who surprisingly came back this year. I thought he was going to go off and, and go to the NFL last year, but he came back and he's he's playing really well. You know, he's building on what he did last year. I thought he was okay last year. I think he's even better this year and the quarterback of that defense and you know really keeping AM at bay uh, or keep them guessing offensively i think he's gonna have to have a huge role in this one as well he came from tennessee right right he played like six years at tennessee and, and another four at bama so he's another one of these guys that have that has played a bunch of football he was a star at tennessee and then okay he got a graduate year going to alabama no he has another year too at bama so Again, Ross, 2025, we should be back to normal, bro. I hope these guys are all getting their master's degrees. <laughs> right. That's for sure with how many years they're getting their schooling paid for. Are you laying 24 with Bama? Remember, first matchup between Saban and Jimbo Fisher since they uh, had words. And we know Saban lost to Fisher last year, so a little bit more of spice and seasoning on this game, but if you're going to tell me Bryce Young is, is questionable, they say he may play or may not play because of the AC injury or whatnot. They say he's had it before. He's going to be fine. I mean, I don't know, man. 24 is a lot. We know a is going to throw the kitchen sink at him, but we know Bama's going to throw the kitchen sink as well. We just saw what they have um, in Milro uh, behind <laughs> Bryce Young. Uh, it may be a different type of offense that they're going to play. I, I feel comfortable in these 24 with, with Alabama. I, I just can't trust A&M right now. Yeah, I kind of think Alabama's going to smash him as well. I agree. Check him out on social media. That's the key so you know what games he's calling. You know when he's on CBS Sports HQ. He's at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. He's one of the OGs in terms of football on YouTube. YouTube.com. Uh, it's Football Game Plan on YouTube. We are YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Can't highly recommend the draft guide enough. Love when you guys tweet us and let you know you signed up for it. Footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. I don't get like kickbacks or anything. I get nothing. I just think it's that good and that you guys should get it. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker pod. If you quote tweet at Ross Tucker pod this week, you have a great chance to be the um, spread the word winner via social media. I've got Eastern Michigan at Western Michigan. 
noon on Saturday, Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo, which means I'll be hitting up Bell's Brewery probably on Thursday night. College game this weekend, Emery? Yes, sir. I was that's what I was gonna ask you. Um, where where are you this weekend? I have high school football on Friday. I just looked at my calendar. I'm old school, I like to write stuff down on my calendar. Um, I have Cumberland at Central Dolphin at 7 p.m. Ooh! Oh man, every again. <laughs> so Cumberland Valley at C D. So yep. okay, so so C D is the school district I live in. Okay. So McDevitt's closer. I can I can walk to McDevitt, but Central Dolphin is like the school district my kids are in. And Cumberland Valley has a good team this year. That's where John Ritchie went. Central Dolphins where Micah Parsons went. Right. So um that'll be a good game. That that'll be a heated game. CD's a little bit down this year, but that's good. Okay, what's your college game? College game on Saturday, I have Morgan State versus Norfolk State. And at 1 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus. the the thing is, Morgan looks really good this year, man. They have a chance of – I think they have a chance to win the MEAC, and, which would be great for that program because, you know, um, they've been on the cusp. They always have good O-line, D-line play, but this year they can actually pass the ball. So now their run game is even more dynamic. They can turn the ball over on the back end. This looks like a very good team, and they have a chance to get it started in their MEAC opener on uh, Saturday. But it's funny. The, you know, I'm excited for this this Cumberland Valley uh, Central Dolphin game because when I was at the Bishop McDevitt game, we got caught in a running clock situation, which is always fine for a broadcaster because you get out of there quickly. They Bro, this running back, Marquise Williams, <laughs> like the first play of the game had a seven-yard touchdown run. They were up 41-0, I want to say, at, um, in the first quarter. So second half was just like, Shoot. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Cumberland Valley CD. I think that'll be a, that'll that'll be a good game for you. I love it. I, maybe I'm going to try to watch it online from uh, from Kalamazoo while you're near my house stealing my beers again. Right. Uh, other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.